Hi, I'm Rob Gore, and you're listening to Enjoying the Goodness of God. Chapter 14, Led by the Spirit. Just tell me what to do, Pastor Rob. I understand. Our soul longs for a formula. There are many things that each of us can do that will lead towards success. In fact, the Bible is the source of all wisdom and godly principles for leading a successful life. Nevertheless, without the leading of the Holy Spirit, how would we ever know which principle to use and when? Let me give you a scriptural example that has always intrigued me. The scripture says, Do not answer a fool according to his folly, lest you also be like him. Answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. Proverbs chapter 26, verses 4 through 5. So what are we supposed to do? Should we answer or not answer the fool according to his folly? How are we to know? The scripture says, For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship, and by Him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Romans chapter 8, verses 14 through 16. Did you notice the connection between being able to hear God's direction and having a tender Abba Father and child relationship? It is hard to hear God when you know Him as boss. It's easy to hear Him when you know He is your Abba Father who loves you. A boss, often called a master in the Bible, tells his employees, often called slaves in the Bible, to obey the rules and to do as they are told. When they have completed their daily task, they are paid and sent home. However, the children of the boss are not treated as employees. Though they may still have appointed tasks, they enjoy special favor, special privileges, and special access to the boss that the employees will never have. The master may be the boss to the employee, but he is father to the children. Instead of being sent away at the end of the day, the children come home with the father, and they rejoice together as a family in all the blessings that God has provided. The children have a special and intimate relationship with the father. The father shares his plans for the future with his children, the children know that all the father owns belongs to them. They do not even have to ask to go to the refrigerator and get a drink. Jesus wants us to be led by his spirit, not by the law. Anyone can preach, do good, get good, do bad, get bad. Anyone can teach the law. But it requires the spirit of God to teach forgiveness and grace. It requires the Spirit of God to teach love. It requires the Spirit of God to teach us to be led by a relationship of love. Most of our life, we've been led by the law. Obey your parents. Obey your teachers. Obey the rules. Obey those in authority over you. Do good, get good. Do bad, get bad. It can be a great struggle. 
The scripture says, I say then, walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Galatians chapter 5 verses 16 through 18. The scripture says, But now we've been delivered from the law, having died to what we were held by, so that we should serve in the newness of the Spirit, and not in the oldness of the letter. Romans chapter 7 and verse 6. When we are born again, God wants us to be led by His Spirit and not by the law, because we are His children. We may hear it said, the answer to every question is in the Bible. But the Bible will not tell us whom to marry. The Bible will not tell us where to live. The Bible points us to Jesus, the one who knows all the answers. Jesus did not want us to be led the old way by the written law. He wants us to be led by his spirit. Instead of searching the Bible to find a scripture to tell us what to do, we read our Bible to see more of Jesus. And as we focus on Jesus, somehow Jesus tells us what to do by his Holy Spirit. Often we are simply impressed on the inside by the Holy Spirit. The scripture says, Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. Luke chapter 2 and verse 27. The scripture says, And now, compelled by the Spirit, I am going to Jerusalem, Acts chapter 20 and verse 22. The scripture says, These are the things that God has revealed to us by His Spirit, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 10. Jesus explained this to His disciples the night before He was crucified. The scripture says, I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me, because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I say the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. John chapter 16, verses 12 through 15 in the New International Version. Jesus said the Holy Spirit would guide us and tell us about the future, that everything the Holy Spirit would say would always glorify Jesus. Our job is not to search for the answer to our questions. Our job is to ask Jesus for the answer to our questions and then to focus on seeing more of his grace. The Holy Spirit's job is to make us know what Jesus is saying to us. Here's an interesting example from the Bible. The scripture says, Now when they had gone through Phygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. After they had come to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. So passing by Mysia, they came down to Troas. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now after he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, 
concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. Acts chapter 16, verses 6 through 10. You would think it would be okay to go anywhere and preach the gospel, because Jesus told us to go into all the world and preach the gospel. The church is to go into all the world and preach the gospel. But what is our individual assignment? Where are we supposed to go? When are we supposed to go? And where? What is the plan? You cannot find the answers to these questions by searching the written word of the Bible. We need the Holy Spirit to lead us. Sometimes he will lead us to a specific scripture in the Bible for our situation. Sometimes he will witness to us by a still small voice on the inside of us. Sometimes he will use extraordinary things to lead us. But whatever he says, it will always line up with the Bible and glorify Jesus. Cold and personal words from the Old Covenant law will no longer lead us. Jesus himself will lead us by his Holy Spirit. We will make mistakes. Sometimes we'll mistake our desires, our emotions, or things that other people say for the leading of the Holy Spirit. That is why it's so important that we focus on the grace of Jesus. The moment we focus on ourselves, we see our mistakes and start the journey from condemnation to depression. The moment we focus on Jesus, we can see his grace and hear his spirit because we are free from the voice of fear and condemnation. The scripture says, But now, by dying to what once bound us, we have been released from the law, so that we serve in the new way of the Spirit, and not in the old way of the written code. Romans chapter 7, verse 6, in the New International Version. If we believe everything depends on us, it is natural to be afraid of being led by the Holy Spirit. What if we make a mistake trying to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit? What do we do if we realize that we have made a mistake? But when we realize that we can do nothing of ourselves and that everything depends upon Jesus, we can rest, knowing that He is the answer to every problem we face. He will deliver us from our mistakes. He will deliver us from every attack of the devil. He will even deliver us from every mistake we are going to make in the future. Everything is going to be okay. We just keep our eyes on Jesus. Being led by the Spirit is not acting super spiritual and weird, nor is being led by the Spirit an excuse for being flaky and unreliable. Being led by the Spirit is the fruit of a living relationship with Jesus where our heart is daily being transformed by His love and grace. It may be difficult for people to see the change that is happening in us at first because they only see from the outside. We may not be changing as fast as they or we would like because we are being changed from the inside out. Nevertheless, we are gloriously being transformed from glory to glory. Children who have been trained by the law under strict parental supervision, may appear as well-behaved children. However, when they go to college and are no longer under strict supervision, they often go wild. That is because their heart was never transformed. They were simply constrained by the fear of consequences and punishment. But Jesus has come to change our hearts. When we realize how much we are loved, how completely we've been forgiven, 
and how great a life we've been given, we have no more desire for sin. It's not that we are perfect. We are just being changed from the inside out, from glory to glory. Grace is not a license to sin. It is the antidote to sin. The scripture says, Now early in the morning he came again into the temple, and all the people came to him, and he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Now Moses, in the law, commands us that such should be stoned. But what do you say? They said this, testing him, that they may have something of which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger, as though he did not hear. So when they continued asking him, he raised himself up and said to them, He who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Then those who heard it, being convicted by their conscience, went out one by one, beginning with the oldest even to the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. And when Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? And she said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. John chapter 8, verses 2 through 12. Grace is the key to being led by the Spirit. Knowing we are not condemned, but under grace, gives us the power to go and sin no more. Instead of focusing on ourselves and trying to obey every rule, we simply focus on Jesus. We live life completely and totally dependent upon Him. We can work hard and rejoice, knowing we are not trusting in our own efforts to get a promotion. We can go home and enjoy our family because we know that they are our true riches from God. We can sleep at night in peace because we're not afraid of tomorrow. Every day we can enjoy our lives because we are enjoying the goodness of God. I hope you've enjoyed listening to Enjoying the Goodness of God. If you'd like more information about Rob Gore Ministries, just go to robgore.org. Remember, you are greatly blessed, highly favored, deeply loved, and totally protected by Jesus.